Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I'm joined by special guest Nicholas Bontempo. Nicholas lives, breathes the art of jujitsu. I've witnessed him compete. I've also seen him uh, mentor and train the youth within his community. And um, I'm really inspired by that. So um, we had to have him on. And uh, without further ado, how you doing, Nicholas? Pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, yeah, finally got together. We're about to do this. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, man. Man, um, coming up on nine years training jiu-jitsu. Right. So December, nine years I've been training. And uh, four-stripe blue belt under uh, Brenton Fitzgerald represent fluid jiu-jitsu out of oh, Greenfield, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, man, it must be a addicting sport for you to to be in nine years and still going strong. Oh, absolutely! Injuries, blood, sweat, tears, everything. Love yeah, it. It's Love a, everybody. It's, it's a passion, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's what's up. All right. Well, let's jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, born and raised in Milwaukee. Kind of bounced around from um, Bayview to South Milwaukee um, throughout my childhood, and. Um, Came back to Milwaukee and that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I'm from South Milwaukee too. Like okay. I grew up in South Milwaukee. I went to Lakeview, the old middle school where the soccer field used to be. <laughs> How old are you? 20. Man, and I'm over here <laughs> thinking you around my age. Like I thought you were like 28 at least, but for you to say 20, but um, I get I'm, that a lot, man. A uh, lot. <laughs> well, I went to yeah the old middle school that got knocked down. There's a soccer field there. Um, yep, yep, there is. The now middle school used to be the old high school. Yep, <laughs> and then I was the first sophomore class into the new high school. Okay, wow. But, yeah, dude, man. <laughs> uh, but good old South Milwaukee Rockets. How did you like it there? It was all right. Um, I went there until probably. Early, early uh, junior year, and then I left um, and went to Project Stay High School um, in downtown Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, man, Project Stay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a different animal, man, out there. I had an ex that, um, that I, uh, when I was with her, she never got her diploma, and I, I told her, you need to get back in school, and we were real young, but... Um, yeah, she went in there for a short brief time, got got what she needed, what she came for, and yeah. uh, you know, just got out. Yeah, got out. Yeah, I um, I'm very thankful that I got my diploma from there. Graduated 2020, crazy year, man. Crazy year. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't uh, walk the stage. I didn't do anything like that, man. I didn't even go to prom. Wow. I didn't have a prom. Well, we'll have to get you to a prom, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make one up. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um. How was, uh, what was your childhood like growing up? Um, man, childhood was ups and downs. Um, not your conventional childhood, not your, you know, rainbows and unicorns and <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, you know, parents going through divorce, you know, there was mm -hmm. a lot of arguments in the, in the household and, you know, so I kind of grew up around that. Um, parents went through divorce and, um, 
at the very crisp age, age of uh, 11 years of age, uh, my mom, um, she had battled depression her entire life and, um, you know, battle addiction, you know, it was tough. She battled a lot. Um, yeah. When I was 11, she, uh, she committed suicide. Um, oh my God. You know, and that was, that was tough. I'm so, well, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. That you was, know. uh, two weeks before I, um, went into the, you know, yeah. now middle school of, of uh, yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Cause around that same age, um, I can't fathom what you went through first off, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, stepfather of 13 years walked out, disowned our family. Um, so I, you know, a lot of confusion at that age, a lot yeah. of anger. Yeah. I can, yeah, I kind of. So much anger. Yeah, man. You it's know, the, the grieving process is, is it's, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, you go, th- you, you, you go from being happy to angry to sad to confused to, what did I do wrong? There's blaming. There's yep. you know the whole nine yards. Um. But, so she she passed away in August. The end of August, so two weeks before school started, and I started at uh, jujitsu. Oh, there you go. Uh, in December, so at twelve years old I started, wow. and I've been doing it wow. since uh, two thousand thirteen. So that was my driving force. That was that was something to to save me. From going either down the similar path that she went down, yeah, or something worse. Well, um, I, I firmly believe jujitsu saved my life. That's, um, I, you know, I, I firmly believe that, like I said, that jujitsu saved my life, and that you know, shout out to Nutriground, um, that John Friedland, um, the head professor over there, saved my life. Well. I still owe it to him every single day. You know, uh, my my uncle who my uncle who got me in there, uh, Mike Coy. Yeah. You know, he definitely, he saved my life as well, you know, so, yeah, well, man. Thankfully, you had, you know, like, mentors around you and, um, you know, to keep you straight and narrow. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know where I would be without them. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> were you um, were you in sport, involved in sports in high school? Um, so... High school wise, I I wasn't. I was that was more of like the jujitsu. That's where I. Oh, so you you focus primarily out. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. when I was in so when I was in high school, I kind of just said screw the regular sports, the mm-hmm. you know the conventional sports. Yeah. Um, and I went. I just focused on jujitsu and MMA, and um. But when I was in middle school, I played football. Okay. Um, played football. And then um, even when I was younger, when I was like five, five to ten, I swam competitively. So I've been in, you know, I've been swam. Yeah. My my oldest, uh, Mackenzie. Yeah, she's about to be 13 next month. In a few weeks. <laughs> the next week, actually. Um, yeah. She's, I've, I've been looking all over the place and I can't find any place. So it's like trying to just get her because I, I know she has it in her. Like she loves swimming and I know that. Man, she can she can be a problem. She could be a force. Oh yeah, she's very strong for her age. By the way, <laughs> swim, swim could be good. Weightlifting could be good for her too. Yeah, she um right now she's MMA class. Oh, a little MMA class that she's doing trial. But don't worry, we'll get her over to fluid. Like we'll get her over <laughs> oh, to <absolutely>. fluid. <laughs> um, what inspired your your passion? You dipped into it, but what it really in, what inspired you? So 
there are a number of things. Um, and one of the big reasons, you know, one of the big things that, that I, I do want to voice is that um, when four years ago I lost um, one of my mentors and one of my training partners. So when I, when I started in 2013, I yeah. started with, I believe, four or five other people. Yeah. I'm one of two people that still train out of that group. Oh, wow. So let me give a few shout outs. Uh, Brian Schmaluski, I used to train with. Um, he, he, he unfortunately, <laughs> he, he unfortunately doesn't train anymore. Uh, Abraham Garcia got a new job. We're doing it. <laughs> I love, I love it. Um, he got a new job. I, I believe he still, he still, um, kind of does some spot training with it, with his family. Nelly Thompson, which he's not on social media, but he's a local uh, pro MMA fighter that he is. Uh, Get it. <laughs> he fights out of uh, Pure Vita MMA, which he's a he's a stand up guy. He's, he's fantastic. He still trains. My main mentor, uh, my main mentor, Big Mike Hernandez, uh, was the last guy that I out of that group that I trained with. Um, unfortunately, he passed away while training four years ago oh wow I'm so sorry. sorry to hear that man yeah, it was it, that was man tough. you coming up through some tough times <laughs> man man left and right man it was but i'm grateful for those times as yeah, as sure. as hard as they were i don't think i would be the man that i am today i don't think i'd be the fighter the coach um the person that i am today without that stuff yeah so he big mike is a big reason why i still why i still train and why i train as hard as i do you know i you could say he you know it's motivation as well yeah yeah he always told me um he always told me that no matter how hard it gets the mats are always going to be there yeah. always going to be there the competition the that cage that's they're they're always going to be there yeah. so when i go through a hard time Right, I just went through one just a few few months ago, yeah. you know, ups and downs. And as my professor at Fluid um, calls it, as uh, peaks and valleys. You know, we all have peaks and valleys. You know, it's you can't have the come up, you know, with the, without the come down, yeah, and vice sure. versa. Yeah, you know? man. It's so you know, it, it's it's kind of figuring that out. But Big Mike was a big name in the in the jiu-jitsu world. He went to all these open mats. Everybody knew him. Everybody knew yeah. him. His funeral was, it was big. I believe it. And one of my missions in Shijitsu is to visit all the open mats in the state of Wisconsin. That's a beautiful, that's a, that that's beautiful right there. Man. Yeah. I, uh, I, and it's to honor him. Yeah. Um, he passed away at uh, Crossover. Uh, I believe it's out in Tosa. Ryan Courtney, if I'm butchering that, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so that would be my last open mat that I go to. Um, but it's to honor him. Um, everything that I do in this sport and everything I do alongside my training partners, it's all for a reason. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I don't even know it. Um, but my one of my biggest motivations for training is honoring his memory. And he used to, he used to tell people, and I found this out after he passed away, that I was going to be an inspiration to the, the younger generation. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know that he said that. Well, He's like awesome. my big brother, you know. Yeah. So we didn't have that kind of you know heart to heart conversation a lot. Yeah. So he, um, so that's one of my missions for sure. 
I want to spread the love of jiu-jitsu that I have because I know how important it is to me. And I see the awesome community that we do have. Yeah. And everybody, you know, the smiles and, you know, it's different cultures, different, you know, dimensions that we that we have with people. It's yeah. fantastic. And if I can do my part and I can kind of give back to a game, to to the fight game, to to the jiu-jitsu world that gave me so much, yeah. dude, that is something that I would love. Wow. Um, what motivates you when you train? I mean, when you're in that moment, you're about to compete, like, or even practice for that matter. What 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 type of, um, what drives your motivation? My family. Yeah. My family, hundred percent. The my family for sure. That that that's the that's the number one thing. Um, because I look back at it right, and yeah. I and I think, I think of everything that I went through as a kid. Yeah. And I think th- I think back to you know, man, like there was parts of that childhood or there was that vacation that man, like yeah, that was fun, but it sucked. I look back at that and say, you know what, I want to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. I want when I have kids, I want for my future family, I want them to have a better life than I did. Right? Yeah. That's all. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about setting up your future, your the, the the next generation for the for that next step. So um, you know, I I I've always dreamed of my dad not having to worry about anything, you know, financially, just setting my family up and be like, hey, yeah, I, I remember everything you did for me. Yeah. Here's my here's my attempt and here's here's this. So I can give it back and say, hey, thank you. Yeah. You know, so family is a, is a big thing. You know, I, I always, my dad is one of my biggest supporters. I took a fight late, earlier, earlier, earlier this year. And it was out in Stevens Point. It was a, it was a short notice fight. It was probably like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Oh, notice wow. fight. <laughs> it was a kickboxing fight. And it was out. Oh, in, wow. Yeah, it was out in uh, Stevens Point. Now, mind you, I haven't fought, at that time, I haven't fought in four years. Okay. They offered me a fight and, uh, I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. I've always been the type of person that I don't care who it is. You offer me a fight. If I'm willing and able and I'm not broken, let's do it. Let's do it. So I went out to, it was out in Stevens Point, two and a half week notice fight. You crazy, my, bro. My, my dad had plans. He moved things around so he could make it. He <laughs> came out to Stevens Point. Yeah. Drove there that day or that night and then drove back. That's, that's no love. hotel room. Like yeah. my dad has been to every single competition, every single fight that I've ever had in the past. Like I said, almost nine years. Oh. Every single competition, every single fight, and and that to me is so. It's it's so big for me. He has not missed one. You know, yeah. he is. You know, yeah, he's my dad, but he is like my best friend. You know, I I don't know where I'd be without him. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, so. That that's a big driving force is, is my family and my, and my connection with my dad. I mentioned Big Mike a little earlier. On my belt is, is a memorial belt honoring him. Okay. So every single time I tie my belt, yeah, it's in honor of him. So when I compete, you know, um, I think of him. Mm-hmm. If so, I'll let everybody in on this. So if you guys ever see me fight or when you saw me fight, yeah, yeah, for in, sure, uh, CGC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
before I entered the cage, I did a little, I, I sat on my knees for a second. Yeah. And you could kind of see that I was saying something. Yeah. I say a prayer right before I go into, into the cage. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I actually talk to Big Mike. So I talk to, so I, I pray to God and then I pray to Big Mike. And mm-hmm. I talk to him and, you know, just basically say, I know he's with me and, you know, th- this this fight's for him and, you know. Yeah. So those two big things right there, my family and then honoring my mentors, honoring my team, my honoring everybody that, that stands be, you know, beside, you know, beside me and help me train. Those are my driving forces. That's awesome. Family training partners. Keep that up, man. Yeah. That's, that's real inspiring, man. I, 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 I really salute you for that. Thank you. You know, you got to. Uh, you got to understand where you came from. Yeah. Humble beginnings. Well, and that that's the thing, too, is that um, I see a lot of fighters turning pro, and I see a lot of fighters forget where they came from. Yeah. And I'm now a young pro. I just turned pro in jiu-jitsu recently. I'm still. I'm going to bring it up one more time. He's only 20, guys. <laughs> only, only 20. And now. he's already got nine years in his sport. <laughs> like, holy cow, dude. Yeah, man. I'm... I'm you, uh, I always said I'm a young I'm a young veteran in this game. Yeah. But one thing that I I've always said is that I will never forget where I came from. Yeah. If I have a championship belt sitting next to me, I, I, okay, that's a belt. Cool, yeah. I'll defend it. But that doesn't mean I'm going to forget my friends or I'm going to forget my people or my team or anything yeah. like that. I'm going to remember where I came from. And for the past nine years, um, when I won Naga in 2015. Won both divisions, took gold in both of them. Oh wow! I never forget. I never forgot that. Yeah, I never forgot my people in there, and I was, I was what, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, you know. So it, it is always it is super important to remember your where you came from. You just uh, you just turned pro. So so yes, what? Sir. How does that how does that feel? Um, <laughs> it it feels surreal. You know, it's um. It's inspiring. I inspire myself when I when I'm able to say it or when I'm when I hear it. Yeah. Because you know, everything that I've been through, everything that you know, I faced at for the past 20 years and 20 yeah. more years my entire life. You know, people wrote me off. People, oh, you're not going to make it far, kid. You know, yeah. but to be able to sit there and be like, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I have to say, like, you know, being invited out, you know, on this on this podcast, like, it's a huge honor for me, too, because, like, again, oh, you'll never make it. Oh, you'll and make I, it. And, and now I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, now now I'm sitting here and I'm like, OK, I'm I'm living the I'm living the dream that I've always wanted. That 12 year old me. Yeah. Always wanted, you know, so to be able to do that mm-hmm. is fantastic. It's something that. Um, I don't think I let it get to my head at all. Honestly, I think that I it makes me a little more, it makes me um, humble. Yeah, hundred percent. I I look back. Actually, I look back on the past twenty years, on the past nine years. I reflect a lot about it and just kind of appreciate where I came from. Yeah, you know, turning pro is such a huge thing. That doesn't mean it's going to get easier, though. Not nah, now. man, this is where it turns up, and oh. and I think you, that's what you need to understand. Like, yeah, it's it's an honor to have the title, but now th- this is where you have to grind the hardest. Because yep. I mean, every match counts. Everyone, e- every match you take from this fourth on that that counts. Yep. And um, 
Yeah, well, you you already got a head on your shoulders. Your passion is there. I could tell. I could see that. Many other people could see it. Uh, people who are going to be listening to this and just hearing so far of how you've talked, how you spoke, um, you know, you you have your head on your shoulders, and yeah. that that's you know, um, again, I salute you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, walk me through a normal day of training, man. The beauty of the beauty of it is that every day is really kind of not the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, every day, every day is busy. Um, you know, I I normally train Monday through Friday, Monday through sa- uh, Saturday when I'm in when I'm in fight camp. Um, so um, Mondays are at fluid seven o'clock to. Um, or I should take that. I'm, I'm sorry, I take that back. Six o'clock to nine um, is jujitsu. So the six o'clock to seven o'clock is the kids. I, mm-hmm. I help coach the kids there. Yeah, and then seven to nine is jujitsu. Um, Tuesdays are striking over at Primal, uh, so I represent two uh, two gyms. Okay. Um. So my home gym, my home base is Fluid Jujitsu, um, in Greenfield, um, and then. My other gym when I'm in fight camps is Primal MKE, which is in Salas. Um, so Tuesday nights are striking, two two and a half hours there. Wednesdays, same thing as Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thursday striking at at Primal again, and then Friday is our um, half competition, half Q and A uh, class over a fluid. Uh, Saturdays are our beginner class, and then open mats. Okay. So it's a it's dude it's a long long day long. Um, you train hard. I train hard. Yeah, and I'll I'll throw this little out there too is that after every single training session, um, the way that I come home, um, you know, because you know we talk about how beautiful Milwaukee is, and even though people yeah. hate Milwaukee sometimes, whatever they just don't get it. <laughs> I I actually take the um uh, home bridge home always home. So you take east. Yep. You yep. jump right there on Greenfield, so I, or yeah. So I'll actually go out of my way, okay, to do it to go over Homebridge because I like driving over the lake, um, and then in my rearview mirror I can see the city, and I love it. It's one of the most. Look at dude, <laughs> when they make this man's documentary, <laughs> that's how they're gonna open up and end. Yeah, it's uh, one of the most beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful sights, especially at night. Just kind of looking back yeah. and being like, "That's in the commercial that I did for this mm-hmm. podcast." Um, yeah, went over the home bridge. I don't, I don't think you can possibly talk about Milwaukee without um, any type of reference towards that bridge because I, I think that's like the marker. That's like what marks our city. And, you know, many you, we got all these monuments, you know, yeah. Bradley, clock, the, the, the clock tower, um, you know, just there's so much history within this city alone, south side, north side. Um, east side yeah yeah it's all there yeah yeah so uh what type of emotions you get before you uh compete um like like yeah <laughs> what do you get this is gonna be a good one people <laughs> um so i get a mixture of emotions um you know there's excitement um you know just ready to go out there, ready to, you know, do my job. And then there's nervousness. Yeah. 
Um, That's normal. Yep, which is normal. Uh, there's fear. There's happy. There's adrenaline. Um, adrenaline. Um, so there's a lot. Of, so those are the main ones that I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I had my when I had my pro fight, uh, when I had my pro jiu-jitsu fight, um, I felt all those emotions. Yeah, uh, every last one of them. Um, which was a pretty cool. Looking back on it now, it was a cool feeling. Um, I hit my adrenaline spike in the uh, in the backstage. Um, I was able to elevate my heart rate. Um, and this is of the last time you competed. Yep, last time I competed. Okay. Um, elevate my heart rate. So then my philosophy behind it actually comes from one of the um, one of the main people in jujitsu. Um, I elevated my heart rate. So then I had already hit my adrenaline spike mm-hmm. in in the back. So when I walked out, I was calm. And uh, so when I walked in the cage, I was fine. I had already I I hit my first spike. I'm good. Um, and then by then I wouldn't have um, um, my gas tank. <clears throat> my gas tank was uh, didn't blow on me. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's kind of the philosophy. It's a, it's, it's a way, yeah, it's a way of conserving your energy. Yeah. And ultimately control it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear. So this year I've, I, I've been competing all year. Months in between, just back to back to back competing. Yeah. And uh, with competing, um. I have an interesting take on fear. So um, a year ago, I was choked unconscious for 24 seconds. Weeks. 24 seconds. I was, I was, it was bad. I, it put me out for a year. Um, I would go to the gym and I would just sit there and just kind of watch and um, my body would just shut down on me. So I would sit there yeah, and I would quote unquote pass out. Totally scary. No idea what happened. Um, a year later, I come back um, and I face the same guy uh, earlier that, this year that, that that put me out. Yeah. And when I saw that it was him, now he and I are friends. Like it was none of his. It was not his mistake. But it's still it's still imprinted in your mind. Yeah. And there's a like, yeah. like this dude. This dude's gonna put me out again. Like it was. I, so when I saw him, I, I kind of shut down with fear. I was crying. I was, I was like, man, this is, you know, this is scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my coaches came up to me, and he's like, why are you scared? I'm like, well, this happened. He's like, stop. He's like, if this guy came up to you in the bar, out of the blue, he goes, if this guy came up to you in the bar and said he wanted to fight you, are, are you going to say you're scared? Oh, I don't want to. He goes, no, you're going to go out there. He goes, you're going to do your job, do your jiu-jitsu, and, 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 and beat him. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And I ended up beating him 16 to nothing on oh, points. There you go. And, uh, you know, he and I still train to this day. But the point is, as I, as I kind of got more, uh, once I came back fully to, you know, competition, the fear part of it, I look at it and I'm like, I respect everybody that that faces me. Every single person. I'm I'm nothing but respectful, nothing but humble. 
But at the end of the day, I look at it as that I don't fear you because at the end of the day, you're just another man. Sure, you might be a D1 wrestler or sure, you might be a black belt, whoever it may be. You, um, whoever it may be, I look at it as you, um, you're just another man, you're flesh. And, uh, so when I face you, all respect, but it's business. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do my job. No, you you guys know why you're in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, right. And, and. When it's you, not personal. No. This is business. Hey, man. And, and when you remove that fear factor from it, you look at it and be like, you know, because fear can do funny things to you. Fear mm-hmm. can be like, well, he's a D1 wrestler. He's a black belt. He's all this stuff. And, oh, I, I can't beat him. But yeah. you take that fear factor out of it, and you're like, well, no, I can't beat you. You're just another man. Yeah. You're, not, you're nothing special. Like, yeah, you have all these accolades, and I, and I bow to you, and I respect you, and, and, and it's nothing but love after this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're just another man with flesh. All respect, but I don't fear you. Yeah. You know, and that's what a full—and and honestly, that, that takes practice. Yeah. That takes a full fight camp to be like, oh, okay, I don't, I, don't, I don't fear you. Yeah. It's a natural human instinct to be like— Oh, you're big. You're bad. You gotta, you know. Oh, I, I fear you. Yeah. Right. It's it's all mental. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's all mental. It's yeah. all in your head. And what's it's like that. Uh, it's it's like the mountain, man. Are you gonna climb it or are you gonna slide down? Yeah, that's it's totally yeah. your choice. Yeah. Um. Uh, but th- through these barriers, you learn more about yourself. Hundred you, you, um, percent. I've always looked at jujitsu as uh, not only being. Um, a sport, but more of an art because it teaches you how to h- handle um, situations through life. Yeah, and it coincides with, you know, everything you you represent on yeah. a daily. Yeah, and uh, th- that's why I have one of the most utmost respects for people who practice it. That's why I ultimately wanted to have you on here because it's like it's such a it's such a, a a sport that's overlooked, yeah, and um, the brilliance of it, and just you know the beauty within it, it's 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 inspiring, and um, yeah, man. So you know you, you keep rocking, man. That's what you need to keep doing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, just just to hear like nine years, nine yeah. years. Yeah, man. Nine, what are, what yeah. are some highlights that uh, stand out? Oh man, you're making me think. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the time? Um, that's that's impressive. Oh, there we go, man. <laughs> um, like I said, back in uh, 2015, uh, kind of winning Naga. Uh, yeah, you di- did mention that. Yeah the mm-hmm. the divisions that uh, I won two divisions, um, which was pretty cool. Um, what is Naga? North American okay, got Grappling you. Association. Okay, I, I got think you. it's called. <laughs> Forgive him if he got that, but he, yeah. he did win, so who cares? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just, no, just kidding. Oh man. Um so actually one of the highlights that, that I do look back on quite a bit 
um, kind of passing the torch, so to speak. So when when I had to enter these comp- when I had to enter these competitions, these local kind of tournaments, yeah. um, there was a time I had to register as a kid. So when I so when I started, yeah, I, I started when I was twelve, but I was a big twelve year old. Yeah. So I never spent a day in the kids' class. So I never trained with the kids. I, you know, I actually helped assist them. Look at this dude. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I used to be Devo on the block. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I trained with adults, and um, give me your chain. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I had to, I had to register with you know with the the kid division, and uh, they never had any. They never had any kids. For me, so I just got bumped up to the adults, and that was it. Yeah. So I've been training and competing against adults my entire career. There was one time; it was right before I turned uh, eighteen. I registered. They put you in the room with a kid. They put they put me with a kid, man. And uh, and I won that. <laughs> I won gold. And I felt uh, so yeah. cheap, dude. I felt so cheap because I was like, I'm a blue belt. At the time, so I, I'm a four-year blue belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a couple injuries that put me out for a couple of years, but, um, but I uh, I went up against these kids, and I remember I was in the gi, uh, and I had to go up against these kids, and there I remember them looking at me like, "What the hell?" Because I had a blue belt on. Yeah. Like, what kind of kid belt is that? <laughs> and I felt so bad. So I, I remember one time. I'm going to take your lunch yeah. money, kid. <laughs> it's really what I saw fear in those kids' eyes. And I was like, oh, man, I feel so bad. You should have did the right thing and laid on the mat and just been like, dude, I can't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, because I, I, I told my professor at the time, I'm like, are you sure, man? I'm, you know, are you sure you want me to do this? He's like, just. Just go compete, whatever, get it done with. Like his coach told him, go slam those kids <laughs> on the mat now. So, it, <laughs> so it was my last. It was my last tournament as a kid. So it was kind of a big moment. It was. It was cool to kind of just be like, you know, one, one time you get to actually be what you know you should have been throughout all this. But. <laughs> right, right. And uh, so I remember a kid. He comes out, and he keeps do. He keeps trying to do this the sim the same takedown. And uh, I was just kind of moving. I wasn't going. I wasn't going hard. I was just kind of letting him work. And he he keeps messing up the takedown. So, okay, this is gonna sound really bad to the viewers, but I ended up taking him down with the same takedown that he was trying to get me with. <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be a learning experience. This guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took him down, and then I think I later submit. I forgot what I I submitted him with something, and um, but afterwards. I found out it was his first competition. I found out that um, he's only been training for a few months. So mm-hmm. I I've, I was only training for three months when I first started competing. Yeah. My 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 head coach at the time, John Freeland, was like, "You're ready. Go ahead. Go out there. Good luck." <laughs> he's like he's like there's a there's a tournament in Madison. He goes, "Good luck." He goes, "We're gonna get you out there, and you're gonna go against all these wrestlers." And I got my butt whooped, man. Yeah. So. When this kid told me, he's like, yeah, you know, he goes, it's my first competition. I've only been, you know, training for a few months. I actually went off to the side and I worked with him on that takedown and told him like, hey, like, and I showed him why I, why I was able to, yeah. I was able to take him down. I was, you know, I said, I, I said, I wanted to show you that if you overextend yourself, you, you can get taken down with the same move. Yes. 
And I was able to, it was such a cool moment because it was, I saw myself in that kid mm -hmm. because he's, he's up and coming. He's like I said, he's the next generation. Yeah. So he's up and coming. And it was almost like, and he, I think he was about 13. He's paying 13, back to 14. the sport, you know, yeah. giving back. Yeah. And, and I didn't even do the medal. I didn't even care about the medal. It was, it was just, I was able to give back to the kid. I, I was able to, now I'm leaving these, the, the kid division. I'm, I'm going to the, these adult yeah. divisions officially. I can pass a torch down to these kids. Yeah. And I can be like, well, here you go. And um, it was such a cool moment. I, that was definitely a highlight of my, of my career for sure. Um, obviously CGC when I fought, when I fought um, a few months ago, that was a you know, yeah. huge highlight. Uh, my little brother, my stepbrother was there. Um, he's never seen me fight, never seen me compete. You did, and I, and I watched. Yeah. I watched you. And you did good, man. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will tell you, um, first round went to your opponent. Yep. The second round, you had. I, I, I just know that. But at the ending, I will tell you, <laughs> being a spectator, yeah. um, just came through at the end. And, oh, yeah. And it, that's what stood out. I can only imagine that's what stood out to the judges because, oh, you yeah. know, and they made their decision, but um, don't uh, cut yourself short. No, I mean you did you 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 did your own in there, yeah. and, and then you telling me you're 20, and then <laughs> I'm just like, dude, look at dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I um, you know, <laughs> I, I you know, I'm I'm a competitor. Obviously, I wanted to win that win that fight. Yeah. Um, so it sucked afterwards. You know, it was close, dude. I, I didn't know who won. I th I thought he won. Um, at the end of it, I just. Yeah, just that last little scramble, that last little reversal. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of figured that he won. Um, I think at that point everyone was looking for okay, the next person who who makes their move is gonna yeah take the fight because up to then it was pretty even. It, yeah, it was oh, it was even. it was back and forth. It was pretty even. Um, well, so what was messed up because it got my it got my hopes up. What was messed up is that the ring announcer screwed up the announcement. Oh, so, I didn't catch. I didn't. You didn't catch, catch that. that. No. So at the end, when they announced the winner, they're like, "I'm fighting out of the blue corner," and then it was me. I was out of the blue corner, and my whole team and like you can hear my people like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it was for a title too. So I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, <laughs> like you, did I, did I just win, and then he's like, "Oh wait, never mind. Sorry, fighting out of the red corner." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, fire! Who, oh you my need a god. fire." <laughs> you, you need a fire whoever did it oh uh, dude it, it got my hopes up and i was like man that sucked but you'll be um, back yeah oh i'll be back for sure you know i just you know i just need an opponent and whoever you know they offer me then i'll take and, yeah you know i mean it was, uh, man you're the, the, the way i saw you compete it was it was impressive you uh you know it, it, it's almost as if you were calm like the yeah. way i i Watched you in the uh, the way you you know grappling and all that. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's all and, you gotta fucking take with you. By by no means. I mean, I'm a striker a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I do enjoy striking, and I do know semi what I'm doing with my striking. But that's not where my home is. You know, grappling. That's yeah. You know, jujitsu. That's and, it. Jujitsu. Grappling. That's that's where my home is. So. I was I was very much home there. Um, you know, now I would I would love to, you know, run that back. I would love to run that match back for sure. Um, you know, like I said, nothing but respect to him, but I, I would love to I would love to run that match back there and, we and go. see what happens. But you know We'll see. 
We'll see, man. We'll see. I know you guys are listening to this podcast, so we'll see. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But all respect to him, I do. I want to throw that out there. All It's nothing but respect. It's oh, for game. sure. It's you both are great. You guys are bro, both great um, sportsmen. And uh, it's for the love of the sport. And I, I, I'm a fan you oh, know, yeah, of both sure. sides. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Oh, good question. Um, next five years, I could see myself as a, like a brown belt, high-level brown. Um, see myself fighting on uh, some bigger pro stages. Um, I would love to um, eventually get out at uh, ADCC. Um, Gordon Ryan right now is dominating the, the jiu-jitsu mats right now. Yeah. Um you know, so I would love to kind of get on those on those bigger shows. Um there's open trials that I would have to win. So getting on those open trials and just um you know, testing my jiu-jitsu against them and then I can get the invite to the uh, yeah. e- EBI Eddie Bravo show. Uh that's a big one. Um so I see myself going and and traveling out of state to these bigger promotions, um bringing my two teams with me. Um, and, and honestly, just keep doing what I'm doing, man. Just trying to, um, just on a bigger scale, you know, see what happens, you know, with everything that I'm doing now with the, with the podcast and my training now, everything, man. Yeah. And, um, I think for me, um, you know, like I said, I would love to, I would love to go on the, on the bigger shows and that's a very big possibility, you know, and, um, yeah. yeah you know manifest that yeah no, no you know what i mean just manifest it train, oh, yeah. train hard you ready do and just you know it, it'll come i mean with this podcast bro yeah we started off it as an idea yeah. there were sacrifices made yeah i quit drinking i started reading books that helped my mind with how i take care of myself yeah um fi- financial literacy yeah and, and all these little steps that i took attributed to me um climbing this ladder and now it's kind of it's kind of taken off yeah so i my advice to you is is um be consistent that's the biggest thing oh yeah be consistent with what you're doing and just you know the baby steps bro you'll get there oh yeah for sure and um (coughs) one thing that i look at um quite a bit you know we we talk about manifesting and we we talk about all um you know seeing is believing right yeah i look every single time that when i wake up so there was a time in my life that um there was a time in my life that i would look in the mirror and i would just be i would be disgusted with myself right yeah and um i think that's a big thing i want to put in this put in this interview put in this podcast and so when people do hear is that there was there was a time that I would look at myself in the mirror and I'm like you fat piece of shit, <laughs> damn you know and I'm like you you like I would tell myself what everybody was telling me. I was my worst. I was my own worst enemy, my yeah. own worst enemy, man. And um, a year ago, right, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was three twenty, yeah, highest I've ever been three twenty. I couldn't even fit in my gi. I couldn't even fit in my uniform. I couldn't mm. fit in my pants. I couldn't do a squat without worrying that my rip, my pants were going to rip. Gonna rip. Um, now, 
I weighed in last night after training at 247, even. My boy out after, here slimming down. <laughs> I'm fitting the XL shirts now. I'm So my point is, now when I look myself in the mirror, it's like, you're gonna be now. I tell myself you're gonna be a world champion. Yeah. You're you're gonna you're gonna live up to and then some. Everything that that Big Mike told people that I was gonna be that he told me that I was gonna be. Everything my dad tells me that I'm gonna be. Yeah. I look at myself in the mirror now and I'm like, you're gonna make it, kid. You're doing it. You, you know. I mean, well, you got time, bro. Yeah. Oh, and and, and, yeah. and I'm not in any rush. But at the end of the day, is that yeah. if I don't ride. The wave, and if I sit back and I'm like, ah, just I'm passive. Yeah. Well, then, you know that 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 opportunity is going to start going away. So my my point is in saying all that is that if you have an opportunity, and you have something that is out there and it's right in your face and it's telling you to jump, you ask how high and you go. You my, don't. My you, next you know? question was going to be, what advice would you give uh, to these I'll kids? Get, I'll get. I'll get more into that. You, for sure. I, I'm, I'm about to say, like you're doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, but you know, that that's something I I didn't do when I was younger. Mm. I would just kind of let things go by. I would do so much talking, and then I just let things go. So now something's in my face, and it's asking me how how high are you willing to jump? How high are you willing to go? Okay, I'm gonna ask. Okay, let's go. I don't let's care. Do Sky's the limit. Let's, let's yeah. do it. So, um, you know, kind of, you know, I, I, like I said, I, w- I want to put that, I want to put that out there where it's like, year ago I was three twenty. Year ago, I almost took my own life, and now, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm here, and I'm like a spot that I, I ruled out myself. Mm-hmm. That a majority of me said to myself that, oh, okay, this is you got to give up. You got to you got to work a nine to five. You got to work, you know. You have to work sixteen plus hours, and that's it. Yeah, you know. Um, and I accepted what society wanted me to accept. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. If like we talked about conventional sports just a little earlier, football, soccer, swimming, basketball. All these conventional sports, right? Once you hit high school, you got four years. You have four years to, to, make, to make something happen mm-hmm. to hopefully get a scholarship to college. And then if you do, you have to hope that you can get into, um, you know, into the big leagues. But my point is, um, you know, never count yourself out. Just, you know, keep going for sure. So what would your advice be to these younger athletes? Man, just kind of, just kind of going off of that, man. It's just um, the harsh reality of it is that no one's gonna believe in you until you believe in you. Yeah, right. So, I was when I was when I was younger, I was big into social media and posting every, all my dreams and you know, right. And I got a few claps here and there, and uh, that'd be it. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, cool, that made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Right, but as I'm getting older, as I'm getting more in my career, and I saw it when I turned pro, when I turned pro, the clapping kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah, right. For sure. And I look back on that, and I'm like, no, I, I gotta, I gotta have to clap for me. I have to do what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So my, my biggest advice that I can give is that you have to believe in you. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a quote that I heard it was actually from uh, Pipple. He goes. Uh, when a baby starts walking, 
right? When a baby gets up and starts walking, everybody yeah. claps, right? Everybody surrounds us. Oh, come here, come here, come look, 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 right? Yeah. This is amazing. This is such a beautiful thing. And then when the baby falls, everyone, oh my God, get up, get up, get up, right? Um, so when the baby, the baby gets up because those people are cheering them on. So that baby gets up because everyone's like, oh, get up, get up, get up. Okay. You know, the infant gets up and starts walking again. Yeah. When you fast forward to being an adult, you, um, when you fast forward to being an adult and you fall or you have dreams or you, you're trying to walk to something. Everyone's like, oh, you should stop that. They mm-hmm. they try to stunt your growth. So my point is, don't worry about what everybody else is saying. Don't worry about what everybody else has accepted with their lives and, and is trying to change your passion. If, if you're passionate about something, mm-hmm. on it, live it, love it, right? Stand on all that. Yeah. You know, that that's... Your passion is what's going to separate you from from everybody else, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that's that's something that that's huge. You know, just kind of being, you know, being a black sheep in 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 the middle of just regular sheep, man. You know, just standing out, staying true to what you believe in, whether that's being the best artist, being the best um, rapper, being the best jujitsu player, fighter, whatever it is, own it, man stay on it don't let anything waver and hopefully people see this podcast and people hear this podcast and they can look at it and be like well, man if he did it if he did it i can yeah that that's all i've ever wanted in my life man because i've had people like that i've had people in my life where they uh you know where i've where i've looked at them and be like man they did it yeah so why can't i mm-hmm. you know so that's yeah. awesome. These these kids are the next generation, man, and, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited to to see where these kids go and 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 how the sport's going to grow, um, you know. And um, you know, I'm I'm always there. I'm you know, I'm training at Fluid. I'm training at Primal. I you know, people are going to know where I'm going to be. So if if anybody ever needed anything, man, you know, I'm always here. And I'm always gonna. I, I love to talk jujitsu. Love to talk shop. But I also love to, you know, give advice or just listen, man. That that's who I am. That's awesome. As a reflection, what has this sport taught you? Man, this sport has taught me a lot. It's taught me how to be a better man, a better a better coach, a better leader. Um this this sport has given me tools in my personal life. Um as well as on an, on the mats and in that cage to never give up, to believe in myself, right? I, I was I was bullied my entire life, and I was always the fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was always the fat kid, man. But and you were devoted that yeah. one time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one time. That one <laughs> it, time. It, it, it made up for it. <laughs> it made up. No, but go um, back. That's but, what you're saying. So it, it gave me it gave me this ability this this opportunity to be like no. All these, everything that everybody said I was, all these kids, everything that they said that I was, it gave me an opportunity to, to say, no, 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 they're wrong. I'm, I'm something more. I'm, I'm, I am important. I do matter, right? This sport has given me such a, such an outlet and such a, um, 
such a chance to um, really express who I who I truly am, right? It's given me this kind of opportunity to um, kind of shine light and kind of get me out of this shell and be like, this is this is who I am, right? Yeah. You talked in the beginning of this, right? That I live and breathe jujitsu. That is one of the most right statements I've ever that I've ever heard. I, I do, man. I just like when people thought of jujitsu and thought of Big Mike together, I want that. And I think I'm at a point where that's starting to happen. Where they think jujitsu and I'm kind of roped into that now. Yeah. This is my life. It has given me something that to and, and jujitsu has a way of showing showing you who you truly are. There's an old saying that that says that um, the mats never lie, right? Yeah, you can all these conventional sports. You can try to lie and be like, "Oh, I'm this amazing person." You step on those mats, it's it's they don't lie. That talent is going to shine through. That that it shows you who you are. Yeah, um, it shows ego. It shows how to kill ego. It, it it shows it shows so many things, so many things that I can't even speak on. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a whole co- podcast by itself. Look at dude, he's about to do another hour, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it it has. Um, I I like to kind of say it as that the mats and jujitsu in itself has um has a way of being a mirror for you, yeah. right. The mats have a way of being that reflection, have being that mirror for you. So, it's a it's a cool opportunity, man. I I love, I love where I'm at. I love my life. I love jujitsu, and I love my co- my my kids. I love coaching. You know, this sport has given me so much, so much stuff that I I could go on and on about it. But I yeah. I I love everything that it's given me, hundred percent, and. A question I've been asked before is that would I go back? Right. If I if I was promised an opportunity to go back, restart and start all over to see my mom again. If I was if I had the opportunity to have my mom back, yeah, would I change anything? Mm-hmm. And no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And as cold as that sounds, is that because despite losing her was one of the hardest things ever. Yeah. It be, it helped shape me into the man that I am today. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything. That's I, deep. Yeah. That's I, super I, deep. I wouldn't change anything. I love her, man. I, I miss her every single day. I miss Big Mike every <clears throat> every single every single day. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't change anything. They're with me in my heart. They're with me um every single day. They're with me with my passion every single time I time I belt, every single time I compete, every single time I coach. Yeah. And um, but I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade these nine years for anything. Yeah. Well, so. I'm, I'm, you know, like listening to that. I'm. I know I just met you, but I'm pretty proud of you right now for, <laughs> um, you know, that Thank that's you. a deep message right there, and you know that's one of the biggest reasons why I I wanted to get you on here. Um, I was talking the other day with my cousin Eric Eric Zapata. Yeah. And he's like, "What's up with that that uh, that kid, that jujitsu kid?" And he's like, "Did he, he looks, know I was a kid?" Yeah, well, no, he didn't. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's yeah. just like, you know, what's up with that kid? He he seems like he has a good story with him. He seems humble. And you know, through this interview, 
that's all I've seen. Yeah. And so, you know, thank you for for coming here. Yeah. Telling Thanks for having you, me, man. Hey, man. Hell yeah. You represent Milwaukee and these Southeast Wisconsin. Yeah. These are the stories I want to get out. Um, but definitely keep pushing, keep showing your passion. And, and, you know, I don't have to tell you to give back because you, you, the way you've explained yourself, you breathe this sport and you also, you know, it's, it's teaches you day in and day out. So I'm thankful for you to, for you coming on this show, um, sh sharing who you are with me. Um, and trusting me with, um, you know, th those are more private things yeah. that were brought up. But um, I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and before we, you know, before we kind of cut this off, I, yeah. I do want to give a um, just a quick shout out. Yeah. You know, thank you. Yeah. Um, go ahead. To uh, to some of my uh, to Brenton Fitzgerald out of Fluid Jiu Jitsu. He's he's somebody that I owe everything that I am today, I owe a lot to him. Okay. Mike Hoy, same thing. John Freeland, um, Primal MK, all that whole every all those people, uh, especially my dad. You know, every last everybody that I just named, the word thank you doesn't cover it all. Yeah. You know? And um I wouldn't be where I am today without all those people, all my old mentors, um, you know, present or passed away. Yeah, I wouldn't be who I am without them. You know, so um, I know all of them are going to be listening, and uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful for each and every single one of them. So, yeah. you know, um, I want to end this by just you know, thank you guys, and uh, we'll just see you guys all on the mats. Well, you heard it here, Nicholas Montempo. Um, thank you for coming on, brother. Thanks, man. This, Appreciate it. Yeah, this is Spearhead Conversations, and we are out. All right, thanks for coming on, bro. Absolutely, peace. Thank you.